put some respect on my name. You understand me? When y'all saying my name, put some respect on it. Yo, yo, what it is, what it do, what's good, it's your boy B. Wiggity Waita, and it's another episode of the Respect the Unexpected podcast. I'm sitting here with my brothers once again, Munch Beezy. What's good, what's good, people? How y'all feeling? And my homeboy, my brother, Shock One, a.k.a. Young Nostradamus. Yes, sir, yes, sir. What up, what up? Shock One, and I call her like I see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shouts out to this nigga. He, he called that series, and... Um, yeah, I totally went the opposite way and got it super wrong. I said they wouldn't win the game, and <laughs> I was clearly absolutely wrong. Uh, first and foremost, so we apologize for uh, the lack of, of uh, attention we showed y'all, but we back, you know what I'm saying? Had to take a week off to get some shit right. It was Mother's Day uh, weekend last week, so we took a week off. Just like some niggas to start something and then... Put it on hold for two weeks, <laughs> but uh, anticipation, you know, anticipation. Yeah, but we back now. <laughs> so um, first and foremost, um, obviously we're gonna talk about the NBA playoffs because they're still in full swing, starting to get to the downswing of things. But um, you already know, obviously, that the Spurs shit the bed, won sixty-seven games in a regular series in the regular season, and then lost in six games to the Thunder. Now this hurts my heart. Okay, see. <laughs> Okay, see. All of a sudden, this nigga is from Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, I mean, it hurts my heart because one, I, I, I look at the Spurs as like my Patriots. They're always in the thick of things. And even when they don't win, they still give it a, a extreme uh, good effort. But I don't feel like this was a good effort. Like, I feel like they, they just got, they aged like a hundred years in a matter of hours because... It, it, to me, it looked like, you know, game one, they was firing on all cylinders. Like we said, you know, like we said on the first episode, Mar- Marcus Aldridge and, and Kawhi Leonard had like 52 points at halftime combined in game one. And they they held uh, KD to like 16 points. And it, it was just a, a really bad look for the Thunder. But, I mean, shit, starting game two, it was just a completely different scenario. I mean, like, obviously... KD came out firing. Um, was that the game he had 41? Or was it, or was it game three? Uh, I think it was game four, wasn't it? Uh, okay, well, essentially, KD woke up. And, 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 <laughs> and Westbrook, you know what I'm saying, was playing as the dominant, you know, triple-double machine he was. And then it was just like these other niggas that you didn't even realize was there at times was role players. You know, like you said, you had a lot of role players like, you know, Andre Roberson, like we talked about on the first episode, that for game one, he had what? Zero points. Zero points to two field goal attempts. Yeah. That's what ridiculous. Wasn't there. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, there was an APB out on that nigga and they found him. But, um, like Dion Waiters, like I apologize, I, I did take a, a swipe at Dion Waiters. Waiters and Dion still was messing up a little bit, but he, <laughs> he he tightened up. He tightened up a little bit, but he still was out there acting wild. Game six, he was he did his thing. I mean, um, that was game two where they, the 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 bullshit with the you know like five different infractions happened. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he was a, a catalyst for the main one where he elbowed. Well, not the main one because the main one was Mono Ginobili stepping on the baseline. But, you know, the elbow that should have been called as an offensive foul, that was Deion Waiters. 
But Serge Ibaka, I mean, Serge Ibaka is their third, like, option. Like, he's legitimately part of their quote-unquote big three. It's really a big two, but you throw him in there, he can be a part in, in call it big three. But, um, you know, in this canter, who a lot of people, like, you know, don't give him credit because he ain't really a a big name. But, you know, he, he was a third overall pick back in, you know, I think it was like 2013, 2012. So, you know, you, can, you should expect this kind of play from him. But his defense has been crazy. Steven Adams has, you know, been, been playing – lights out so I mean I don't know I can't speak for the Spurs because this was unexpected for them to like their def like their defense just was not up to par like they have the the reigning two-time defensive uh player of the year in Kawhi Leonard and it was like you know he he really had no answer for him offensively or defensively and it was it was shocking to me yeah, it just seemed like Pop was keeping the old people in a little bit too long man you got to let them young boys run a little bit, I think. Yeah, I mean, Tim Duncan, you know, he scored 19 in game six. Yeah. But <laughs> Tim Duncan hit the ground a few times. Yeah. <laughs> like, but the funny thing is he had 19 in game six, but 17 in games one through five. So, yeah. you can see that. Signs of an old nigga. Yeah, and he's he's clearly not an option. Tony Parker was, I mean, he was getting his lunch eight every game by Westbrook. <laughs> um, Danny Green. Was, wasn't shooting all that well. You know, Kawhi and, and LaMarcus, they had did their thing, but, you know, they, they were no match. Their one-two punch was no match for Westbrook and Durant's one-two punch. Well, I mean, I think the key is, uh, another thing is that the role players that we were speaking of first game for the Thunder, they showed up for the rest of the series, and the role players for the Spurs went back to sleep. <laughs> David West <laughs> had nine points on two for five. I forgot five he was points the whole. Yeah, I mean, you know, when he when he coming from Indiana, I thought that was a great pickup for the Spurs. Thinking, like, especially come playoff time, he has yeah. you know the, the the monarchy to you know get get some help when they need it. Be that bully show, out there. That yeah, he didn't show up the way he needed to, especially yeah. defensively. I mean, he should have been at least if Durant or Westbrook coming in the lane, you need to be bumping him, man. If you if you can't even, you know get your defense making blocks, at least you know. Touch him up a little bit, like Charles said. Let him let you, let him feel you. But he didn't have that same. He didn't have that same presence, man. I didn't want Charles. Did. Charles said straight take him out. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it definitely like I, I like David West. I, I feel like he's a part of the. I wouldn't want to be caught in the you know Alley alone team, which is also <laughs> consist of uh, Maurice Spates, um, uh, Zebo. El, uh, Kendrick Perkins and um, <laughs> Kendrick Perkins. They nah, like they Kendrick own a Perkins. security team. Those exactly. yeah. right there, man. David West is also a part of that crew. So for him to to be kind of kind of timid, like as he was in the, in that series, it's like you know that that that's another reason why you know things didn't go the way they should have. Now I'm looking at the uh, staff from Game Six. Boris Diaw didn't even play. Was he injured? No, I just I think Pop at that time it got out of hand so quick. I think he was just you know I don't know I, I can't speak for Pop. I mean, yeah, yeah I has know. I mean, yeah had especially last year he had definitely helped them in the one come to the playoff time. He had done you know some of the things that don't go on a stat sheet, but yeah, yeah. it kind of helps you. And it's just see him not play, especially how bad they were being down the first half. I mean, hell, throw some at the kitchen sink, man. Throw him out there, see what happens. Exactly. But. And and he went to um, Pop went to Kevin Martin uh, a lot in Game Six. And that was to no avail. And Kevin Martin is like he can he's a pretty good scorer. Like he's got an ugly jump shot. But like he like they were saying like he averaged like twenty points a game for five straight seasons when he was with Minnesota. And 
for him to now be a utility player coming off the bench, like getting 12 minutes a game, if that, and to then not even be able to to really do anything with those minutes, it was. I mean, you know, like you said, man, it was like the role the the roles literally switched with the bench of the Thunder and the bench of the of the Spurs because I was I sat here and said, you know, the Spurs bench could go 41 and 41 and and make the you know be like the two seed in the East, but then they came out and pretty much didn't live up to that, you know, that that what I was saying. So. I mean, it's just going to be amazing to see if this keeps up with the next series. Because the Warriors, I mean, their Warriors bench isn't deep as the Spurs bench is or even the Thunders bench, in my opinion. But at the same time, it's like they don't need to be that, that deep because they got the greatest player in the world currently on their team. And they got the second greatest, well, shooter. And, you know, one of the best defenders in the league. So, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, it's going to be interesting to see what that series looks like. I think a key matchup in that next series is going to be who's going to stop who on defensively for the Warriors, who's going to stop Russell Westbrook. Because if that injury gets going again, the Warriors may be in some trouble, man. Oh, yeah. You know he's going to come out the first two games shooting at least 30 times a game. Yeah, like, and then he was going to change it up like he did with the Spurs and then right. they win. Because, I mean, Durant is going to get his. He's going to, Durant can, can get you in, in many ways. Yeah. He can take you off the dribble. He can come off screens. Whatever, whatever. And, you know, as skinny as he is, he's still 6'9", six, 6'10", six, so he can still That dude's seven feet. Yeah, <laughs> basically. According to, basically. <laughs> according to him, depending on where he is You're and right. when it is, is when, <laughs> what size he is. But um, he's going to get his. So, like you said, Westbrook, or like you said, Westbrook is going to be the key because, you know, not only is he a point guard, and, and pretty much in this day and age, point guards are the, the key piece. Um he also is is a scorer, so you know he he gets you twelve, thirteen rebounds. I mean, well, yeah, twelve, thirteen rebounds, yeah, and twelve, thirteen assists, triple double. Yeah, <laughs> his, re- his rebounding is probably the most underrated part of his game because yeah. for a, for a one to get the kind of rebounds he gets, he gets at least eight rebounds a game, and he yeah. goes in there yeah. with that roster, and I think that also helps the team mentally. Uh, I just want to see how the Warriors are going to respond to that because they're not going to – they don't play the physical style. They're, you know, run up and down and shoot all day. Mm-hmm. But they're going to have to try to figure out what they're going to do physically to stop Russell from going to the hole, getting rebounds defensively, you know, creating havoc. He's going to play erratic and make turnovers, but he's also going to play hard on defense yeah. and offensively. Mm-hmm. And it's going to – we have to see what the Warriors respond to that. Yeah, because if you got him coming with, you know, like 30 uh, – 38 in, in – 12, and then you got Durant with like 35, 8, and 8. Like, that's that's hard to beat, even with, you know, even if they bench don't show up the way they do in these in those last uh, games with the Spurs. But, you know, it, I personally think the Warriors still have an answer for that with, you know, Draymond can guard all five positions. Uh, Steph Curry ain't human. I won't even talk about him. He's not. I don't even know if I'm allowed to because, you know, the <laughs> FBI, got some, they created that boy. I don't care what Dell and, and Sonya say. They, that boy was created in a lab and put out <laughs> on that court. But um, Clay, Clay, secretly, like everybody is all enamored with Steph as well. They should be. But Clay, Clay had 30, like he was averaging 29, 30 in that series too. Yeah, Clay's a the, monster. He could pull up from 42. Exactly. No problem. Green light. Just yeah, sh- shouts out to Portland. Everybody, you know, everybody realized that. Well, I didn't even realize. Yeah, I would give a real good shout out to them. Yeah. They, they, they weren't even supposed to be there, man. Exactly, because Dame Lillard is a star. They lost four starters 
from last year's team, and yeah. they still made it to the you know the 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 um six seed or yeah the six seed in the West. And on top of that, no, they were fifth seed in the West. I'm sorry. And on top of that, um, like I I think they probably would have beat the Clippers even with a healthy Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. Nah, I don't know. Well, I mean, because if you think about it. They they're shooting and, and like their role players like niggas yeah. that you don't even think about like Gerald Henderson and, and Aminu and um, what's the boy named Miles Plumley like they was they was doing their thing and I could see I could see the Clippers going all Clippers in a different way because <laughs> yeah, Lord yeah, knows that's true. they, they would have figured true. out a way to they would have started fighting each other on exactly. the bench exactly. You're passing too much. Well, <laughs> but well, you're not passing enough. <laughs> you're not shooting exactly. So. But I got forty. Yeah, it would have it would have went it would have went seven and probably the, the Blazers would have won in. I mean, after that, after last year with them losing the what was it, a three two three one lead against the Rockets to you know yeah. lose the 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 Western semifinals. Yeah, they, there was no guarantee for that even with uh, Blake and Chris Paul. But you know that it is what it is. It's going to be a good uh, series. Should be starting or not should be. It's going to start Monday. Um, I don't know. I'm 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 saying Warriors in six. Um, but I've been wrong before, extremely wrong. So God forbid they 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 prove me to be wrong again because I can't take another. You know, sixty seven wins is crazy to to go out. But if you lose with seventy three wins. I, I'm but just, here's the I'm thing with that losing because at the end of the day, yes, you can lose. So winning, yeah, winning 67 games and winning 73 games, there. I feel like especially the now how people look at sports nowadays, I really can't say that that's a it's a disappointment. Yes, because you do want to. Everybody who doesn't win a championship is disappointed. Hell, if you're the Sixers, you're still disappointed that you didn't <laughs> win more than 20 or 30 games. But the whole point is everybody's shooting for that one shot. So there's only one spot you can be. So I mean. I don't. I wouldn't look at the Spurs as a failure, and hell, even if the Warriors lost to the Thunder in six or seven games, I wouldn't look at them as a failure either. Because you still have to understand that there is still parity in the league. You still have Russell Westbrook's and Kevin Durant's and Serge Ibaka's, and hell, even Stephen Adams. And those those players are not as far away as like maybe in the Jordan era where you had certain players that were good and then certain guys who fell off. Like the the. The, the range between the greatest players and just good players is a lot closer than it used to be. So I feel like it's kind of hard to give those guys a hard time, even if they don't win. Like, Gary, we're all going to be disappointed because we're going to feel like they should have been won, but I don't think it's something you can say, oh, well, they, you know, fucked up or anything. It just, the parity is a lot better. There's a lot more talent in the league than it used to be. Well, it also depends on how they lose. Like, the Spurs lo- losing in six, losing two games in San Antonio where they hadn't lost – um, but once <laughs> in yeah, a regular year, season, yeah. yeah, like it just boggles my mind. Like failure, I, I, that's probably a little harsh, but disappointment, yes, because I thoroughly was in it all had my mouth all watered for Warriors, Spurs, East Western <laughs> Conference Final, and for that to not happen now is is kind of disappointing. But I mean, the the, the Thunder deserved it because they. They outplayed the shit out of the Spurs, especially in game five and six. So, I mean, I'm still disappointed in the outcome, but 
hey, the Thunder earned it. They they didn't get it handed to them. I mean, there was some bad officiating in that series, but it wasn't. You can't blame that for the situation at yeah, all. Yeah, you can't blame that when they was up twenty eight in Game Six. So they had nothing to do with the official then. So yeah, yeah. for entertainment value, I'm glad it's not the Spurs. <laughs> that alone. Yeah. But at, I mean, you can't not be entertained by the two top teams. I would in, in that Golden State conference. would have swept them. <laughs> Guaranteed. No, they, it, you can't sweep. They they split the well. They didn't split it. It was a three game series. But the way they was playing, <laughs> the Thunder, they was like dying slow. I, I mean, I, I, mean <laughs> I feel like both matchups are gonna create their own their own topics, their own like heat. You know, like granted, yeah, everybody yeah. thinking sixty seven wins versus seventy three wins, which is fine. But at the end of the day, the Thunder. Aren't they aren't where they are now because they're a, a squad, a, you know, a scrub team. They're actually they have they're like you said. There's a reason why they got to there. There's a reason why they were up 28 in Game Six on a closeout game because they had no business. A lot of teams don't know how to handle business. Yeah, I mean, my thing with the Thunder is they they kind of limped into the playoffs. They had a lot of questionable losses, and everybody was pointing the finger like, "Oh, see, wasn't Scott Brooks and Billy Donovan ain't that good of a coach anyway?" But I mean, clearly that's not true. Um, and then the Spurs, I mean, that first game against the Warriors, they actually held them. They actually held them to like 79 points, which was at that time, well, no, for the whole season, was like the lowest they've ever held them to. So I, I wanted to see. I thought it was going to be a, a good series. But, you know, you got to you know, just take it for what it is. You know, it is what it is. You got to take the series that you get. So, you know, it, it'll still be entertaining. And it'll, it'll probably be something. You're probably going to see some 125 to 123. Oh, yeah. Ends and, and at least three, yeah, <laughs> in four quarters, like not even overtime, like so. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be good, but you know, jumping to the other side of the uh conference or, or to the other side of the league. So you know, obviously, the the Hawks were they had nothing for the Cavs, unfortunately. Um, I actually think the Pistons for them. Yeah, <laughs> I actually think the Pistons gave the Cavs more of, of a, a, a hassle than the, the Hawks did, which is a goddamn shame. But you know, it is what it I is. would say. That's terrible. <laughs> it really is. But um, that like that series was really, you know, it was it was really unmemorable. Um, at the end of the day, you know, I don't think I watched any of those games. I, I, I watched Game Four, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't. Find one way to just close this one game out. I mean, I, I remember game three, the Hawks were up by like seven with like eight minutes to go in the fourth, which isn't, a, a, you know, something that isn't uh, insurmountable. But at the same time, you know, for the, the Cavs to win that game 121 to 108 when like the Hawks were up by like at least seven or eight with a short amount of time to go just goes to show you that, you know, they had nothing for the Cavs, and the Cavs was toying with them. You know, it was pretty much rope-a-dope. Like, it was, it was against the ropes. Like, y'all go ahead, swing all y'all want. We're going to take this 20-point uh, run, and we're going to see y'all <laughs> tomorrow it back at y'all house where they uh, – Closed it out in a close one. The Hawks did, you know, they didn't. They didn't go out like no hoes. Like, yeah, they, they tried. They tried. Like they only lost by one game four. But at the end of the day, it's like you they know, was, they were already at home. They was like, you know what? We might as well just stay. We want to get back on the flight. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, if we let this shit go now. We could probably make uh, make the club uh, mansion or whatever. I'm go ahead, we hitting up Magic City after yeah, the game. Yeah. We could make Magic City uh, before. All the ugly strippers get there <laughs> if we let this one go. But, um, yeah, it, it, I mean, the Cavs are in such a good position with all this time they have to rest. 
And then, you know, at the end of the day, the neither the Raptors nor the Heat are really playing worth a damn, to tell you the truth. Like, every other game, Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan combined for, like, five of, of 40 from the field. Um, and Kyle Lowry, I, I'm he is a very foul-prone guard. Like, I've never seen someone foul out as much as him and be in foul tr- trouble as much as he is. So, so he, was a, he was in foul trouble last night. It's right? a, he, yeah, he had – it's a feat, man. Like you can always crazy. tell when you have slow feet because you get a foul trouble easy. But yeah, he was he, going off in the fourth quarter. But yeah, yeah, he fouled out game five. He had f- five in game six, and you know, I, I I think the Raptors will win because one, I already didn't get what I wanted in the West, <laughs> so I'm probably not going to get what I want in the East, which is the Heat versus the Cavs. But um, it's it's a home it's a home uh, court advantage. Um, I mean, but here's the thing, like, even with the Raptors and Heat, regardless of who wins, like, neither one of those series, Raptors versus Cavs or Heat versus Cavs, is going to be an entertaining series because even if the Heat were to win, you literally have Dwayne Wade and nobody else. Bang is hurt. Whiteside is probably out for the rest of the season. Uh, I mean, it's just not this. Chris Bosh is obviously out for the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. So even if there was a Heat-Cavs finals, Eastern Conference finals, it's not going to be the same thing as it would have been you know, game one in October if it was right. the Heat versus Cap. You know what I mean? It's, it's not going to have the same luster to it. Well, I, th- I think it depends on – because you can't tell. Like, they're so unpredictable. Like, Goran Dragic, I know I kind of butchered his name, he had, what, 28 last night? And that was his playoff career high. So, I mean, you know, he actually showed up. Joe Johnson had finally showed up somewhat. Um, you know, the white side thing is a problem. Um but it's also a problem for Toronto because they lost their their center, you know, Valachunas. Uh, ah, got it right. There we go. Um, but um, you know, it, it's it's gonna be. It, at the end of the day, they're both playing to get waxed by the Cavs. So, like, it don't matter who advances in that series, it's still gonna be a a drubbing by the by the Cavs because um, Kyle Lowry, he just been. Really, really struggling from the field. DeMar DeRozan hasn't been much better. Um, Damari Carroll keeps, you know, pulling up with injuries. You know, yeah, the elbow injury in game uh, five. And then it was it wasn't that big of a deal, but he had uh, he came up lame at one point. He was limping um, after one play in game six. And then you know that's that's really you know Terrence Ross. He's he's hot and cold. Um, there's really no way to tell, you know, who's going to step up for the Raptors. But I do think the home field advantage or the home court advantage will help. And with the Heat, I mean, yeah, you got Dwayne Wade playing like old Flash back in 06. <laughs> but, you know, like you say, he really you can't tell. Because Dragic had 28 last night. He may have yeah, eight tomorrow. He wants nothing to do with Kyrie, though. I mean, yeah, that, that, <laughs> like would, that's that happens be, like that's a wrap for that. That's, that's gonna that's and that's where where the problem <laughs> lies is that you know the the big three quote unquote for the yeah. Cavs are legit and they still got J.R. Smith and they still. I got mean, to be honest with you, like Sean. Tristan Thompson more so than anybody is gonna be a big yeah. Kid. Yeah, and and if if Valanciunas is out for the rest of the playoffs. That's going to be a problem because Nagara and um, Biombo, who is you know great off the bench or, or you know inside, but still you know I, I, I like you said Tristan Thompson is probably going to eat his lunch. Um, yeah, and, and you know Kyrie 
versus Dragic, that's not even close. We ain't gonna talk about LeBron and, and how you know they ain't got nobody for him. But Joe Johnson, son, he gonna deem up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Joe Johnson put him on lock. Only thing Joe Johnson has that he can compare to LeBron is his wallet. And not not in the overall grand scheme of things, but you know Joe Johnson got a lot of money he don't deserve. Yeah, I mean I say that because he is a professional athlete, but he got a lot of money that some people might say he don't deserve. For the hundred million, the Hawks, yeah, the Hawks, the Nets, Nets still gonna be paying him. Yeah, the Nets, no, the Hawks might <laughs> the Hawks still be still paying him. <laughs> the Hawks, everybody paying Joe Johnson. Yeah, dude. I think the Nets, mediocre. yeah, the Nets wiped their hands when they when they you know bought him out. But um, yeah, the. The, the series won't be close, I think. I don't know if they'll sweep them because that'll be an amazing for them to, to sweep. They the could. They, they, don't, they have no one else. Like you said, I mean, the problem is right now, it's a war of attrition. And both the Heat and Toronto are, like, dragging themselves through this through this uh, last game. So, once whoever wins, you're going to, okay, yeah, I won. Now you get the rested Cavs. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like and the Cavs going to be at home for game one and game two. And a hating ass LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah, it's, and LeBron a little, he got a little chip on his shoulder for this whole Steph Curry MVP. So now he's trying to prove. I mean, you, yeah, it's just too many storylines, man. That's not gonna go well for either one of those guys. LeBron's gonna so go off on D Wade. It's gonna, it's gonna be. I don't, and I don't want D Wade to get that. And I feel bad for the Raptors because they're gonna finally get to the Eastern Conference Finals and get yeah. waxed. So yeah. regardless of who it is, it's gonna be kind of bad. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, so you know, LeBron. Everybody knows. Even if you hate him, LeBron is a great player. And another funny thing, going back to the last episode. You ever had a nigga tell you that LeBron is so good because of, you know, the way he's built and like he should be that good and and, he, <laughs> and like he gets he gets uh people talk shit about him because of the way he's built. Like, oh if I was built like that I could score like that too. There's like, a lot of niggas indicated built like that who don't do nothing. So right. Exactly. There's a lot of niggas in prison built like that. Yeah, and it's not like <laughs> he didn't work to get built like that. Like he, of course, that's what you want to, nigga. Yeah. You, you don't get extra points for being Steph Curry and, and doing it as, you know, tiny as he is. Nah. I mean, yeah, he was the first unanimous MVP, but that's because of how, you know, he played, not how he's you know, built and how it fits into the grand scheme of, of, you know, playing basketball. But essentially, LeBron thinks every year he should be MVP. And that's not far off because every year he is the most yeah, valuable he, player on his team. You should think that. Yeah, and, and you should think that. And, and like I said, shit, look at how, how teams immediately change when he gets there. Like, the Heat went from picking in the first round of the play, of the draft to the Eastern Conference Finals four years in a row when he got there. Yeah. Same with the Cavs. Now they, I mean, let's be clear. We we can predict that easy that they're <laughs> going to be in the representing the East for the second year in a row with the, in the finals. But you got to also look at your surroundings. Like you are, you're a player that has another number one overall pick on your team and is also a superstar and also an all star. Um, Steph Curry. I mean, he he does it. He's doing it in a way that that isn't isn't the same to me. Like, it's just, it's different. Like, he's doing it with a, a difficulty, with a with a, a era of difficulty that isn't the same as LeBron. Like, to me, that's that's my outlook. I mean, my, my whole take on the whole LeBron, Steph, you know, situation is 
saying Steph is an MVP is not saying that LeBron is not an MVP or is not MVP caliber. But at the same time, it's you, people are using this silly comparison to say if you took Steph off the Warriors, the Warriors would still be good. But if you took LeBron off the Cavs, the Cavs would be bad or whatever. You know, however you want to make that comparison. But, I mean, that's an asinine comparison because, like you said, when Jordan retired, the, the Bulls lost three more games in the year before. So, are, are you saying that Jordan wasn't the MVP? Like, you know what I'm saying? You can make that case pretty much for most guy, most top or echelon players. Like, if the OKC didn't have a Durant or – the, uh, Westbrook, would they be where they are? Or if Toronto had KD and, you know, Carmelo on the same team, would they be already swept through? Like, so you can make right. that argument for anyone, any team. At the end of the day, Steph is doing something that's never been done, never been seen. He's hitting more threes than half the teams in the NBA by himself. Yes, singularly by himself. So at the end of the day, like, it's, I won't say that LeBron is, it should be a slight against LeBron. It should just show LeBron how good Steph is into a, a venue that we've never seen in the history of any sport where a player has dominated that well. Yeah. Yeah. Like all year long. Like all year record after record I mean, after yeah. record. And Are you breaking a, your own records? Exactly. That, like, you so got to, come you, on. You got to take that into consideration. And on top of that, when you spanking niggas the way he do. Or the way the the Warriors have, and you don't even have to play the fourth quarter of, of over half of the <laughs> game. He, he probably could have got to like four thirty in terms of threes yeah. if he played fourth quarters. I mean, exactly. he sat out like twenty five to thirty percent of the fourth quarter. So imagine if he actually played a whole game for the rest of the season. Yeah, I I just think his next um, LeBron's next man up, which is Kyrie, is above. I guess um, the next man up on the Warriors overall, which is would be Clay or Draymond. Obviously, Draymond got some votes for MVP too, so you can't just you know not put him in the conversation of um, you know elite players. But at the same time, it's like you just with the eye tests, like you can see that. Clearly, Steph Curry. <laughs> this is the best player in the league exactly. right now. <laughs> like it's obvious when now, you shoot from year, half court, like right, it's exactly. a foul shot. Man. Like he's in range as soon as he gets to the yes. whatever arena. But <laughs> I will say, last year I thought maybe it should have been a co MVP with James Harden. I thought James Harden did a lot of uh, that, good. Last that year. nigga don't play defense. Well, at the same time, he's still. <laughs> He still is an elite scorer, yeah. so maybe that's why. But you know, Steph- I mean, but he yeah, he was. I feel like he benefited from that same argument because they were saying if Harden wasn't on the Rockets, the Rockets right. wouldn't be. But and there I mean, was, there was and nobody that, on that saying, team. But if you put like, and that's a it's a hard comparison to make because you could switch teams around and switch if Steph was on the Hawks or if you know Harden was on the Knicks or what. Like yeah. you can make that argument for a lot of different teams, so it's kind of hard. I wouldn't say he didn't deserve it. I just I feel like maybe Steph was a little bit better. Like you said, the biggest thing is if you don't play defense, I can't give you the overall award of a whole con- a whole right. league if you're not even playing one side of the game. That just yeah. doesn't work. Especially sense. if you don't play D like he does. Like yeah, he actually just gives it's up. Very, yeah, it's very evident. You know, like, <laughs> like, it's not even like kind of close. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I mean that's obvious. I mean, I wouldn't say Steph is a all defensive you know player himself, but at the same time, yeah, it's it's so obvious and blatant. That that uh, James Harden can't be bothered with defending or, or playing defense, so you know. But it is what it is. At the end of the day, we're waiting to get this rematch back. Actually, in my heart of hearts, although I'm a Steph Curry fan, and this 73 wins going to waste would be would be horrible to me. If the Thunder do make it out of the West, 
and the way the Cavs are playing and the way, you know, all three is clicking Kevin Love, Kyrie, and LeBron, and Tristan Thompson, and J.R. Smith, and, you know, um, Richard Jefferson playing like Richard Jefferson playing like he ain't in his late 60s. I feel like he was like, wasn't he on the first, like, Harlem Go track? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I feel like he was out there with, like, Lamo and uh, somebody. Curly. <laughs> Curly Neal and, uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, Richard Jefferson is his late 60s, and he out there balling. So, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, that's pretty good, man. <laughs> but we're going to take a second and uh, hit our sponsor up, Marketing Design, and see what they got to say. Does your system sound like this? But you wish your system sound like this? And you need marketing designs. Car Audio Tech specializing in custom car audio and fabrication. Go follow at marketing underscore designs on IG and see for yourself. Or just pull up next to me in these streets. I'm not only a spokesperson for marketing designs, I'm also a client. Alright. That was Markham Designs, our sponsor. So um, we're going to switch gears, get into a little football. I mean, obviously, it's the off season, so there's not a whole lot to talk about. But, you know, we're going to still talk that shit. So um, as everybody knows, a couple days ago, um, my man, the greatest tight end of all time, Robert Gronkowski, won the uh, Madden cover vote. Um, I guess it was a vote. I don't even know if who who's because I know last year I voted against him. I voted for Odell Beckham to win because I don't know. I still believe in the Madden curse somewhat, and uh, <laughs> I didn't want I didn't want no Patriot on the cover of that that damn game. But um, yeah, it, it, it's official this year. He's the Madden cover uh, cover guy, and um, I think it's cool. I mean, I, I've seen some some stuff that has uh, you know put the Madden curse in a different perspective and, and shown that it's not really going on anymore. I mean, Odell Beckham. I mean, you know, he had over fourteen hundred yards last year. Um, missed the one game because of the uh, situation with Josh Norman, but um, not really a uh, cursed season, so to speak. The Giants didn't make the playoffs, but that's because the Giants sucked. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> uh, Richard Sherman was the year before that. I mean, they won the NFC. Um, they did lose in the Super Bowl, but I don't know if that's. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like. My thing is, I just don't want Gronk to be like injured and miss like twelve or eight games or something. Like if he gets in the playoffs and God forbid, you know, my Patriots lose, I don't consider that a curse. But it's been some years where you know certain players have been literally like cut down, like. 05, Ray Lewis breaks his wrist and, and miss most of that season. 04, Mike Vick breaks his ankle and miss most of that season. Um, Marshall Falk, I mean, I, I actually seen on, uh, it was probably on ESPN, they were talking about like certain games where like, you know, Marshall Falk fumbles or something and during the year he's on there. But, you know, for the most part, I remember Eddie George had a, uh, I think he had a pretty significant injury the year he was on Madden. So, it's shit like that that the curse really, I, I'm really fearful of. But, you know, there's it, some players on here where, you know, Peyton Hillis, that was a joke. I, I don't know how. He had, like, two good games and they threw him on a cover of <laughs> Madden. I was bored of two. He had a decent he, year. He, he had the, I, I think I had him in fantasy that time, year. Yeah, he had a good fantasy. <laughs> I think he got a lot of touchdowns. He scored a lot of that goal. Like yeah, that. he had a great fantasy. Yeah, year, I'm but there was, it, bro. There was no way with the other people that were up for it that you would pick Peyton Hillis over them. Yeah. That was just crazy. You know, Drew Brees the year before um, and then Megatron the year after that. So, you know, 
I probably will be inclined to get Madden this year because of that, strictly because of that, because I really don't like Madden outside of, you know, it being the only video game or football video game out. I, I, you know, that doesn't do enough for me to get me to buy it over and over again. And, and then just the frustration that comes with playing that game. That's the only game I buy. <laughs> yeah, like, I got to get a new class from the uh, 16 draft, baby. I got to get my Carson Wentz on. How can I play without Carson Wentz, man? But it's like, you know, the way I, like you feel about man is the way I feel about 2K. Like, it, it's very rare that there's a like eye-catching, amazing new feature. Like, we're really, lie. It's really yeah. like Jordan's. Like, we're buying the same game over and no, over. No, but I will say from, like, I would say from... Oh eight, oh from oh seven to like twenty fourteen, the game itself wasn't that good. Personally, I just it didn't really evolve. It was the same thing, recycle, recycle. And I think after fifteen came out, that was the first time I was like, okay, yeah. they finally because actually was intuitive yeah, tackling was real. You can play defense, you play could yeah, you could actually make <laughs> plays now. Like yeah. okay. Nah, I can get back on the way. So, if they keep it how it is after 15, then I can definitely be seeing myself get it again. Yeah, the funny thing is, I actually, I swore off Madden from, like, 2010 to 2000. What was the year? Uh, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, what was the year Barry, Barry Sanders was uh, on? That the 25th year, so I believe that's 2014 year. Yeah, so I, I actually bought that one, but... <laughs> Funny thing is, I ended up trading it in for 2K the year that the, the when the 2K came out. But I mean, I'm I've been off it so long that I'll be impressed by like you know I I didn't have it every year, so I can't be disappointed by last year's game because I didn't have last year's game. So I mean, if it's a little bit of improvement last year, it'll be good. Because I mean, I like I actually literally liked 15 a lot. It was really good. Right? Because I mean, me personally, the last time I was. Like, I heard of a feature that was impressive was the hit stick. And that was, like, 05. Oh, <laughs> like, that was the last time they in, they brought something in that was, like, really impressive. You know, like, and I guess I don't know what year it was when you could lead the receivers and, you know, stuff like that. So That was around the same time. Around the same time. Yeah. When people on it, you could, like, change from mm-hmm. over. When I had right. yeah. the ability to change formations, yeah. oh, my God. I used to kill dudes when they were football. <laughs> I had to come out, like, all receivers, and I had to put all my line on one side. They were like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, you about to get this work. Yeah, so, I mean, it'll all be interesting, um, you know, see how that goes. You know, the when the ratings come out, that's going to be funny. See what how they rate people, you know, um, within the game and their reaction to it. Because a lot of people be feeling some kind of way when they be like, Nigga, my speed is a... Uh, hundred and fifty. Why y'all give me a seventy five? <laughs> what you still getting burnt every week? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you know, some people are delusional. Sometimes they get it wrong though, admittedly. But um, other uh, and also in in football news. So after we, I guess Sam Bradford listened to the podcast let, let two weeks ago. Stop being a ball. I'm glad you were listening, fam. Well, I'm yeah. glad we could help you out, dog. Right. Came to his senses. He he uh, called off that little bullshit. Uh, a game of uh, you know trying to get it traded. He was just talking about he and, played uh, chicken with a Mack truck and got smacked. Yeah, exactly. and realized, hey, I could steal some more money. Exactly. Like, <laughs> hey, like, this is a lot of money too. Don't nobody else want me. I should probably stay where I got an actual check coming. But yeah, he uh, you know showed up to the the or he says he's gonna show up to training camp and everything is all good now. Um, what if he throws it like just doesn't give a fucking practice and all that? It just lets the like go ahead, put the rookie in. I'll take this money. <laughs> nah, he's, like I will I'm say, saying, I don't know like, Sam Bradford personally, but he he tries. You put up a fight like that, you up to something. You just come back. Hey, let I, me get this I mean, buddy. 
No, because at the end of the day, it's I mean they can still cut him and and they don't lose anything. Like they lose the guaranteed, you know, the signing bonus yeah. bonus money, which I don't know what it is, but I mean he'd be a fool because then nobody he's gonna be Manziel at that point because ain't nobody gonna take a chance with somebody that blatantly throws away their season or throws away a, a game or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Well, obviously he ain't all there. He you know. Well, no, we we know that <laughs> he's we not know, over there. We know that when you. I mean, I, I ain't gonna say, it might not even be all his fault because think about how much money he got. He broke he the a, NFL. He has a lot of money. <laughs> like after he got paid and after Matthew Stafford got paid, he ended up they ended up having to change this shit. Like, yeah. nah, we can't do this. Like, hell them, no. young boys, too money, too much money. So he I I personally think he's in, he has uh he suffers from some entitlement and you know yeah. they took a, a, a quarterback number two overall. And he's a former number one. They went, they traded, you know, went out and, and traded him to there. And it's like, y'all just gonna give up on me already? Well, yeah, for, for a D three dude, yeah, it's like, well, we can't, <laughs> we can't go four and twelve, eight and eight, too many more times, bro. Right. We gotta get out here and do our thing. So, I mean, they, they have, have a good team too, but I don't they know. have a decent team. But in that division, is just, it's not, it's not gonna be hard to win that division. I mean, shit, look, the uh, Redskins won it. Nine and seven, and yeah. it wasn't even a pretty nine and seven. Nah, not at all. <laughs> so it's like you, you, I, I can see where he's coming from, or I, I don't know if that's where he's coming from, but his mindset set, set, his mindset should be that he can win that division. Because, I mean, let's be clear, Tony Romo is still. I don't know. The Giants got something to say about that, though. Man, Giants. Eli's on his on his downswing. Um, they paid a lot of money for Olivier Vernon, and yeah, they gotta get that defense better in New York. Yeah, because yeah. that defense was the literally the worst like in the league, other than the the Saints. And um, you know, I don't. They gotta. They still gotta protect. They still gotta protect uh, Eli, which I don't know. That offensive line is up to doing. Um, Did they draft like old linemen? Yeah, in, in later rounds, they took uh, Eric Flowers last year, and um, he was uh, decent. But he spent most of the time, you know, getting holding calls and and and, and injured. <laughs> so I mean, um, and then you get the Redskins. They didn't get any worse. They got a lot of tight ends. Like they have. Vernon have good weapons, man. Yeah, they got good weapons, but they have a lot of tight ends. Like they signed Vernon Davis to a one-year deal. That's probably going to be, you know, quickly moving on from there. I think that's where he's from, though. So shouts out to him for going back home. Uh, they gave uh, Jordan Reed all that money, um, and they still have Niles Paul coming back off a of, uh, Achilles injury. Yeah. So. That's going to be interesting to see how they work that out with all those tight ends. But, um, yeah, man, Eagles is in the thick of things just like anybody else in that division. Um, we'll see if, if Ezekiel Elliott is going to be able to uh, show out like a lot of people think he is. I think he got a good chance. Well, I, I can't say I think he has a good chance because I ain't even, even seen him do anything on the field yet. But from the way the hype was behind him at that pick, I think he might, you know, get a, a lot of looks for rookie of the year. But, you know, obviously you got to play first. so Because nobody thought Todd Gurley was going to do what he did coming off of one off a knee injury and two off of the stigma of running backs in the first round after Trent Richardson killed that. Well, I mean, it, it kind of did fit, though, because, yeah, you had the whole thing with Todd Gurley who got picked in the first round. But you also have Buddy from the Chargers got Melvin. Melvin, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Yeah. And he was a 
huge disappointment. I was yeah. not one touchdown. I mean, either. I was like, man, dude, what happened? So I kind of feel like it's it's a hit or miss thing, but I feel like mm-hmm. if you have a good line, I think that maybe usually is the difference because that's yeah. the same thing we said about Phillip Rivers mm-hmm. needing a line because he was struggling to yeah. throw, and then clearly yeah. uh, your boy was struggling to run the ball, so mm-hmm. maybe having a line makes the bigger difference, and I feel like with Dallas's line, Ezekiel should be able to get something to going, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, the, the thing about the Ty Gurley pick last year was not only was he coming off an injury, so you wouldn't expect him to be the first running back taken, but they had Trey Mason, they had Zach Stacy, um, and there was no reason to believe that they really needed another running back, especially in the, or not even in the first round anyway, so – you know, but you know those war rooms are are filled with quote unquote football geniuses. So you know, but yeah, like you said, that offensive line of the Cowboys and Ezekiel Elliott being a you know a good fit for that for that role, and you know Romo, if he's healthy, Romo still you know as much as I've watched Romo shit away games, especially <laughs> in the fourth quarter, often. Uh, every so. time somebody mentions him, all they talk about is, oh, he's got the most wins and blah, 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 and uh, most touchdowns at this point and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, damn, more power to him because from what I be seeing, all I see is him throw away games at the, at, you know, in the fourth quarter or, or blow leads or whatever, whatever. But, you know. I mean, but that's the same conversation we could have about Andrew Luck, Matt Stafford. There's a lot of quarterbacks that are, quote, unquote, talent-based. But they don't produce the results. Like at the end of the day, people talk shit about Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco had the Super Bowl, and he kind of actually did make them get it. Like he he did something where they got the Super Bowl. It's right. not like he rode the coattails of a good defense. He kind of mm-hmm. had a good defense, but he also made plays in the playoffs. I mean, Romo has like what two playoff wins in his whole career. Yeah. Matt Ryan is has it, one. Stafford yeah. <laughs> has zero. I mean, uh, these guys getting paid a lot of money, yeah. so I'm like, man, y'all not producing. I don't understand what the problem maybe, is. Maybe that's saying Bradford's beef. Like, these dudes getting paid. <laughs> but at the same time, like, <laughs> like, for real. <laughs> like he just said, man, Flacco had a great postseason the year they won the Super Bowl, and it was the perfect timing because it was a contract year. So, yeah, they gave him a shitload of money because that's, that's the the head of the, of the beast. Yeah. Um, Stafford Stafford is just – I mean, he just got lucky. He came in at a time just like Bradford when that money was, was there to give away. But um, that brings truck to the door, baby. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't think that's going to last much longer because – you really gonna see him get exposed Ooh. now because he ain't got like that Calvin weapon Johnson. no more. Yeah, because Calvin Johnson was the type you throw it up anywhere near him, he can come up, he can go yeah. up and get it. But now it's gonna be like you know you got Golden Tate, um, they brought Marvin Jones in from Cincinnati. It's like right there, those two right there can't even. Right, <laughs> Marvin, Johnson, Marvin Jones is good, but it's yeah. just like yeah, Golden Tate is good. We too. didn't see much of you because you well, were you, know what's you the on the other side of right. AJ Green. Like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Muhammad Sanusi. I don't know how uh, Marvin Lewis keep his drive because he didn't fuck that up so many damn times. He like, knows but... something about somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been saying it for years. I've heard other people say it, but that dude, yeah. he has some secrets. Yeah, I've right? never seen somebody go to the playoffs that many times and not win and still keep your job. How? Yeah. how? This yeah. last <laughs> this last year, you couldn't tell me he wasn't going to get fired, especially in the manner that they lost with the. Oh, my God. Right. Um, right. right. He, all they had to do was just drop to the ground. It's it. the ball. 
Well, all they had to do was not try and kill fucking Antonio Brown. That too, but yeah. no. But I'm saying before even that situation, they had all they had to do was pretty much like kneel on the ball. It's nigga, um, not Marvin, not um, not uh, Giannis Bernard, but the other guy, the other runner from Lewis Hill. Hill he yeah. fumbled the ball on like Jeremy thirty. Hill. Jeremy Hill mm-hmm. fumbled the ball on like the thirty yard line, and that's yeah, how they yeah. ended up getting the ball and losing because they had they were up with the ball under like two minutes left, and they. But but still, even after that fumble, they the the Steelers still had a long way to go, but. Vontez Burfick and Adam Jones said, "Here, take this field position instead," <laughs> <laughs> which was well, just you know, had them over half the field. Just, like here, yeah, yeah, we'll put you right here, exactly. fifteen. But um, yeah, the the thing about the Lions though that they do have the advantage of, you know, Golden Tate scores a touchdown whenever he wants to, whether he actually scores a touchdown or not. So <laughs> I think that was a touchdown. Yeah, no, I don't they, know, man. The problem is that they got can't keep switching back and forth. Like one thing is not, one thing is they have to. They have to set a rule like and what stay is with a catch. It, exactly. Yes, as simple as that. That yeah. game against the Bears, like first of all, it, it fucked me in fantasy because I had the Bears <laughs> defense. <laughs> so it went from a Bears uh, touchback interception to a Lions touchdown and fucked up my whole situation. But um, it's it's a lot of more. It's a lot more people that ne- are gonna be getting. Um, looks for new contracts and you know Sam Bradford only got a two year deal so you know one year deal because yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day Carson Wentz will, Carson Wentz will be starting like week seven yeah he's not going to last if you actually I looked at his contract the way his contract structured he gets seven million dollar guaranteed this year mm-hmm. and then four million guaranteed next year so you can already see the writing on the wall like, like they, they probably we're going to just hand you this <laughs> you can go write about your business sir yeah. <laughs> so you better get uh get your clipboard hand ready because you're gonna be holding the one. <laughs> hey, that's probably what he wants, though. Hey, I'm gonna man, go come steal some on. more money, yo. Coach, I can't hear you in my left ear. What was that play again? <laughs> he can't hear you, Coach. Say it again. I don't know. I, I I ain't never had that much money, but at this point, I mean, why not give it your all? Shit, go out and try and steal some more like, some more real money because yeah. at this point, it was obvious. Like the writing should have been on the wall. Like they gave him a two year deal, and. I mean, they they had to do some maneuvering to get that second pick, but everybody knew that's what the the deal was like. Yeah, like what what do you think a two year deal means? I think his, <laughs> I think his thing is written that, up for one year. Yeah, he had a two year deal, but he was like he wasn't told that they were going to draft the quarterback. Yeah, give up? I didn't tell you a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> give up? You get your checks still get cashed. Don't worry about what I'm doing. My million, you just, you just play your role, sir. Right. Don't worry about what we doing over here. So <laughs> I think that's what really messed him up. Like Smokey said, don't be worried. Don't worry about what the fuck I be doing. You just go out there and lead us to eight and eight, like you can right. only manage to do. Let's get us through this season so we can draft another quarterback and <laughs> exactly. get rid of your ass. Exactly. But um, you know that ought to be interesting because, yeah. like I said, I I totally thought Kirk Cousin was going to be uh the biggest goon in the NFC uh East, and he turned out to not be, and led them to a playoff uh appearance. And, um, you know, see what happened this year. That was our take on uh, the current NFL situation, or Sam Bradford specifically, his situation. Now, that brings us to the part of the podcast where we get to rant and rave about stupid, silly shit in sports. So, I'm going to let my man Lunch Beasy go first because his was uh, pretty funny. If anybody's seen the uh, I Got Blocked For tweet uh, hashtag that was on Twitter a couple days ago. Um, I personally haven't, as far as I know, been blocked by anybody because I really don't, you know, bother anybody online and, and shit like that. Even if I don't agree with you, I just ignore you or something. But, you know, 
Lunch BC has actually been blocked by a somewhat famous uh, sports analyst. Explain, sir. Yeah, man. So, y'all know, first of all, uh, we the whole thing with Twitter and most social media is it gives you the ability to connect with people that you've never seen before or people that are interested in the topics you're interested in, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, about two or three years ago, I think in like 2012, I followed a sports cancer by Monty Jones. If you listen to this, sir, I need you to get in contact with me because we need to have a discussion about this because you be blocking folks. I ain't the only one. Me and other people don't have this conversation about you, but we'll, I'm going to get to that in a second. So, anyway, um, so basically the whole process with this uh, Monty Jones thing is uh, he said something to the effect of we were they were talking about the SEC and the two teams were coming into the SEC that year was Missouri and Texas A&M. And Mr. Jones said something to the effect of, yeah, if Texas A&M had beat Arkansas or they would be better or something to that effect. But he was wrong because Arkansas was in the SEC West. And I was like, well, hey, man, you're wrong. They are actually already in the SEC. And once they start playing Texas A&M, they'll be division rivals and stuff. He said, oh, oh, yeah, you, you think you know what you're talking about? Blocked. So here's my thing. Don't block me or don't get mad at someone when we're just trying to correct you. I'm not trying to take your job because clearly you get paid to speak about sports. I would love to do your job. I'm not trying to say that you're not good at your job. But as an informed uh, consumer, I would just like you to be informed about the things you speak of because at the end of the day, when you're wrong, you're putting out wrong information. You don't want to delineate wrong information to your to your listeners. You want everybody to know what the actual factual information is. So all I said was, hey, man, you know, you're, you're incorrect about this. Unfortunately, this is actually what is going on. So you may want to just, you know, check your facts. This dude blocks me. Now, my homeboy, Nick, he, me and him have had this conversation for like two or three years. Buddy blocked me because he was wrong, but I'm in the wrong for telling him he was wrong. I've never heard anything like that. Y'all can speak on y'all situations being blocked. I just think it's kind of funny when you tell somebody something and they get mad at you because at the end of the day, I just want you to be right. I don't want you to be out here looking at the ass of yourself because you're getting paid by ESPN to be wrong. Because if you're going to get paid by ESPN to be wrong, so I cannot. So I just feel like it's an equal opportunity for <laughs> us to be either be all right or all wrong or whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's a, I mean, not no shots at you, but mommy. If, we, if you hear this podcast some kind of way, bro, please reach out. It's no hate in my heart, no matter if you a cool dude, man. I'll be watching you on uh, Around the Horn and all that stuff. But just... Just don't be blocking folks like that, man. Take constructive criticism, guys. Constructive criticism. That's all it is. You know what I mean? And ESPN, if you get a hold of this, hire Lunchbox so he could also be wrong on national TV. <laughs> yeah, but I would, see, but here's the thing. I would be wrong and get a paycheck. I'd be cool with that. I'd love to get a I'm paycheck to be wrong. wrong on purpose. Exactly. But maybe it was the way you worded it. Did you, you know, you you made it sound real nice and, and sweet, but you sure you didn't type like, hey, fuck, boy, you wrong. That was the fucking that of CC West. And blah, blah, blah. I mean, I may have to put an LOL in there, but it wasn't like any, it wasn't anything like, just, you know, I wasn't like, they had like three emojis at the end of it. Right. Yeah, like I was a bugger about it. Like, hey, man, you just wrong. It's okay. I mean, we all like, I'm not always, all, obviously none of us are 100% right about everything we talk about, but we try. And if, you know, if you have constructive criticism, be like, oh, okay, we messed up. We can fix it, but don't. I'm not gonna block somebody just because they said I was wrong. Like that's we all open to opinions, baby. No, just just keep an open mind from now on. That's all I ask. Man, you embarrassed him in front of his Twitter host. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> what, that's what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. That I apologize. He fucking with his DMs. My bad, bro. I apologize. His, his DM action went down exponentially after you proved him to be wrong. I can understand. It. I would have blocked your ass too. No, I'm joking. But um, yeah, man, that, that's that's funny. But um. I just think it's funny that you actually have someone that has boxed you. And people wear that shit with a badge of honor. Like, these Twitter trolls yeah, be yeah. like... Like, I've literally seen people in the past nation on Twitter be like, yeah, Richard Sherman blocked me on such and such date. And I'm like, 
I, it ain't that deep with me. Richard Sherman got his just comings with the whole, you know, four, the you know, point, the, putting the four fingers up meme and everything that everybody is uh, doing now. Um, or did at the time, so I mean, I, that's all that's good enough for me. I ain't, I ain't, I'm too old to troll people and shit like that, but you know, that is funny to me that you were that you can say that you've been blocked by Bomani Jones. That's actually that's some dope shit. That's like when people, you know, go to um, to like you know, fighters or UFC fighters and be like, Can you punch me in the stomach just for the sake of being able to I mean, say that's, that's that. the thing? Like, people want to be just like, Yeah, I got blocked by like. I follow like Jamel Hill and Michael Smith on Twitter of his and hers. Shout out to y'all. Y'all are my inspiration. Me too. Uh, you know, but like, and I see people going there, like, they have a conversation. Like, you could have a disagreement, but you know, calling folks, you know, uh, racial epithets and da da da. It's like, okay, guys, it's a sports debate. You can have your opinion. It doesn't have to be, you know, the end of the world. Like, they talked about uh, Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. You know, she made a joke basically saying, like, when you in church and the uh, pastor talking about fornication, but you didn't have sex last night with your <laughs> girl. So, so stupid. Which, and it was just a little lighthearted joke. And some right. people were like, oh, see, this is feminism because if it was a weak female, you could. I'm like, dude, y'all reading Damn. way too much into this shit. It's a joke. Like, yeah. calm. Like, y'all take the fun out of everything, man. The thing about them, and they've been getting it real, like, heavy recently on Twitter because Patrick Beverly took time out to. Uh, Talk about how little of a fan and how much he doesn't like his and hers yeah, because I of the fact that, that yeah because of the fact that they because of the Dwight Howard thing and just because they pointed out how lackluster the Rockets um, playoff series was like how lackluster the playoffs um, their playoff series was against the Warriors and you know yeah they got it to five games but in those five games not one time did it seem like they really wanted it like. Even in the the game four that they won, like it wasn't like it was an amazing feat. Like they they really gave their all. Like it was even um, you know on the bench, you could see that they they were like, kind of like you know after James Harden went hit that game winner, they were like oh. Nobody cheering, nobody cheering, no excitement. They just exactly. ready to get that paper on. The, I saw uh, Dwight Howard giving him finger. <laughs> He's like, God damn it, I had plans back in Houston, man. But no, they actually did back in Houston where they they lost the uh, fifth game. But um, uh, no, it was Golden State. But anyway, um, yeah, that that that's crazy to me. And, and that whole situation, the, but they're so good. Like they're such, they're so clever and quick on their feet. Like they tweets be so, just like they'd be shutting these niggas down. And then I saw somebody tweet, you know, after because you know. His and hers got a shitload of fans. There's a lot of people that that dislike his and hers, but it's a lot of people that love his and hers, like I do. Like it's the only, it's pretty much the only show I watch on yeah, ESPN, definitely. and I watch it every day. Like, because at the end of the day, all those shows at the, some point start saying the same shit. So you got, yeah, I really pick pick one, yeah. Because yeah. I, I used to love PTI, but I yeah, I prefer I'm a first take guy. Yeah, oh, I hate first take. Guys. I was a first take guy, man. But like Stephen A. started getting on my nerves. Yeah, I, I can't. I, see, I, I fuck I can't. with Stephen A. Stephen A. Man, he was. He just. It's like okay, you just wear me down. Yeah, man. I can't do it. And Skip either. They're they're the same side of of of, of different coins or whatever you want to call it. But I, I just couldn't do deal with either one of them. Bro, but I just had a great observation 
Skip and Stephen A are like the Trump and Hillary of sports radio. Bro. Oh wow! <laughs> oh shit! That's <laughs> here's out to. That's an insult to whoever you about to assign those. I really, what I'm saying, so here we out. Well, it's just like you still have these choices. Like, do I really want to pick? Any, I don't want to pick none of you niggas. Like, is there a third option? Like, yeah, I mean, no, for me, it's too long and. Yeah, it's too long. For them to be yelling at each other for two hours is ridiculous. And I don't know, it's just neither one of them. <laughs> I feel like I watched the domestic violence case exactly. start off like, Skip, I'm saying Skip. It's like, why are you yelling? He can hear you. He has an earpiece. Like, you don't have to yell. Like, he can hear you. And then Skip be all his feelings about the Spurs. And right. you want to yeah. cry and say how the Thunder cheated. I'm like, bro, okay, you... 50-some years old, get over it. Like, I, it's I, like, I, a, it's, they're like wrestling promos to me. It's like, you know, brother, ever since the Spurs <laughs> lost <laughs> to the Thunder, <laughs> I've been feeling like this. And then, you hey, know, man. Stephen A. with the whole thing with Kevin Durant was outrageous to me. But, yeah, I mean, it's neither here nor there. But, you know, for people to be like, you know, I heard, I saw somebody, uh, I saw somebody say that, you know, the, the fans of his and hers were still going in on him. It's like maybe because it's 12 p.m. and they're at home with no job watching TV. It's like, see, y'all, see, that's ignorant because I'll be at work watching it. See, that's what y'all need to know. Like, <laughs> well, I have ESPN on my phone. I get the apps. I watch you, Twitter. You should probably be working instead of watching. I mean, hey, <laughs> why, why not but get no, paid and watch which, it at the same time? What you should have said was that uh, there's a little thing called a DVR where we're or not DVR. necessarily watching I mean, it's ain't 1985, so, you know. Exactly. Hey. <laughs> like, so, that was just a dumbass. Because his thing was, the dude that was saying all this was like, yeah, I just want you to know your show is horrible. And we watch it on mute when you uh, when it's on. It's like yeah, so you're appreciate me ratings. Still a rating, right? <laughs> still, still giving us ratings. But um, yeah, that that's that's a funny situation to me. Shouts out to Twitter and its ridiculousness. But um, my rant is about 2K again. I know what y'all saying. Like, oh, this nigga keep talking about 2K. <laughs> Look, man, I like 2K and I want them to be great, but they're horrible. 2K, the offices. You don't know how many. Times a day, I yell out how I want a refund. I've had the game for almost a year now. Uh, that I want the offices of 2K to be shut down and burned. Um, <laughs> like, it, it goes deep with me. But my thing is, like, you know, I, I just feel like a lot of shit that happens in 2K is not legitimate shit that happens in the NBA. Like, it, it, it's a lot of foul calls that I don't agree with. Oh, and the worst is the timeouts. There's got to be a way for me to turn for them to turn off the timeouts and and two K my player because there's no reason why there should be five timeouts in like a five minute period. But see, here's the, here's the thing with two K, and I, I you hear me say this a lot. A lot of this is accurate though. Like, have you watched some of the games? Like, I was okay, like, like thirty seconds like of NBA pop. game lasts a half hour. Right, I've but this seen, is like the first quarter. Oh, but shit. I, what I'm saying, I've seen niggas mismanage games. Like, uh, Kurt Rambis was the coach of the Knicks. This nigga has called some really bad timeouts. Like, we, it's 12 minutes a quarter, right? 10.50, he's calling a timeout. Nigga, the game just started. They didn't, it's 7-0. Seven, seven like, let them try to come back. Don't, what are you doing? What are you calling timeout for? Like, try to play through it, baby. Yeah, it's like the computer will call a timeout for my team. And then one play later, it'll call a timeout for the other team. It's like, didn't you niggas just have a chance to talk about what y'all wanted to talk about like we did in our timeout? Like, how in the hell could you need another one that quickly? Exactly. But hey, that's just me. I uh, I, I love what I. That's just me. I love 2K, and um, hey, I, I'll keep supporting it and keep yelling at it and being this horrible domestic violent 
relationship that I'm in with 2K. So <laughs> I still hate you niggas though. Whoever runs 2K and whoever's responsible for making that game, I hate you niggas. But make sure you put it out in the right amount of time. But uh, yeah, that was my that was my quick little rant, uh, Mister Shockman. I hear with the Khalil Mack jersey on. By the way, That's yeah, clean boy. Black hole, son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, every time you say that, that's a Soundgarden song that you're saying. <laughs> Black hole, son. It is. It is. <laughs> no, what's funny? Is, the reason why, the re- I'm gonna cut all this out. But the reason why I remember that is because I had said something to you on Instagram, and I think somebody minding our business came behind me and was like. You had said Black Hole Sun, and they was like, hashtag Soundgarden or some shit. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, go ahead. Look at that. <laughs> I'm a prophet. Told you. <laughs> but, but, yeah, my rant is just about my Yankees being in last place. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Because he has to or else his head will explode. <laughs> Fuck a Red Sox. <laughs> Fuck Dave Ortiz with his 10 home runs <laughs> and your 31 RBIs. Hey, by the way, Dave Ortiz has more home runs than the Atlanta Braves, but we ain't going to talk about that either. Mm. Yeah. He kind of Kobe in it. Yeah, you can fuck the Braves too. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of Kobe in it with this whole this whole little run he got yeah. going on. Fuck his gold chain. <laughs> you are not a rapper. You play baseball. He the coolest nigga out of the Dominican Republic though, cause he's yeah, but there. he's playing baseball. Take your chains off. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you can't tell him to take his chains off. He got a long lineage of baseball players that play with chains. Hey, you know Deion Deion Sanders made that popular. <laughs> You're not Deion Sanders. Take your chains off. Uh, that's pretty much all I got. <laughs> My red is fuck the Red Sox because I'm in last place. And yes, I said I'm in last place because I am a Yankee. I feel you on that one. I feel you on that one totally. Um, even though I'm not a, a baseball fan, I do understand how it feels to... Like, this nigga 40 years old got a thick dookie rope chain on playing baseball. So I know. Oh, I ain't got here with those on, dude. That's crazy, man. Yo, he's stunting, man. Yo, he's doing his... his you know, I'm just saying. He got his whole little, you know, Dominican swag going, man. Yeah. You know? Take, but sh- take yo, it back. All jokes aside, I know you hate the Red Sox, but tell me one of the funniest ESPN commercials isn't that commercial where he uh, shows Jorge Posada how to break his hat in. Yeah, he wants he to be a Yankee. No, no. I've he, always thought that. Dave Ortiz wanted to be a Yankee, but he, he got too old. Dude, he definitely wanted to be a Yankee. But that <laughs> shit was funny because then the Red Sox, mask, uh, Red Sox mascot walks by and sees him with it, and he's like, Hey, it's not what you think. <laughs> right. That shit is funny as hell. But uh sounds like an 80s Coke dealer. <laughs> he dressed yeah. like one, definitely. The gold chain, son. The gold Duke Roll chain. Anyway. Uh, hey, man, Vice is in the locker room trying to talk to David, man. What I want to do about that? Right. But yeah, man. Shouts out to all our Dominican listeners. Um, we don't hate all of you. Oh, no, no. Nothing against Dominicans. <laughs> just Dave Ortiz and his Dookie rope chain. Yeah. But we we love y'all. Um, also, if you're a Red Sox fan, um, that are just his views. Not that view is not shared by everyone in this room. If you're a Red Sox fan, you know why I'm saying it. I'm a Yankee. <laughs> you saying the same about the Yankees? That is true. So, shout out to everybody. We appreciate everybody who listened to the first episode. Uh, you know, oh yeah, my fault. Excuse me, excuse me. I forgot to make my pick. I got OKC in seven. They, yeah. Again, uh, if you get this right <laughs> and you don't play the lotto, you're not allowed to come back to this podcast. All right, I'm a, I'm a second that. Okay, scene seven. Uh, it's gonna happen. I'm telling you. 
Warriors in six, which means they're going to lose in four. They're going to get swept. Yes. Oh, my Because my <laughs> luck is horrible. Even I, I mean, I've gotten other other series right. Um, I couldn't have, I couldn't have imagined that the Clippers would go out the way they went out. But you know, it is what it is. Real quick before y'all go, Jamel Hill, if you hit me up, we, we can talk about some things. Just just at me, baby, at Matt five zero two zero zero seven on Twitter. Get at me. Yeah, man. So while uh, he's sliding in DMs, I just want to. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, through the podcast, trying yeah. to slide through the podcast. In there. That's a new, that's a new way. That's how you do it now. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. I, pre- I, I, I respect that, man. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my cousin Julian and his wife Jackie. They just had their fourth child. Congrats, man. That's Congratulations. Yeah, man. I tried to, uh, you know, put the bug in his ear. Like, let me, let me come through, coach a little homie, and make him a Patriots fan. But he wasn't hearing that. He shut that down immediately. So. <laughs> I'm going to have to sneak and do it when he's not looking. But, That's yeah, man. Daddy of the year right there, Kennedy. That's right there. Well, he, he's, a, <laughs> he's a Bulls fan, um, and they didn't even make the playoffs. So, uh, you can go ahead and root for a losing team if you want. But why not jump behind a perennial Super Bowl favorite? Um, or you could be like the uh, eight and eights over there that you're wearing. But, uh, <laughs> damn. Damn, shots, no, shots fired. I'm, I'm it's it's going to be interesting because I think the Jaguars and the Raiders might even – Jaguars, not going to be hard to win that division. Raiders, definitely not Raiders gonna... going 9-7 next, next year. Well, I'm I mean, the, right now. the Broncos definitely... <laughs> they're going to they 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 win it like they did. Put Mark Sanchez out there if you want. <laughs> <laughs> like, Yo, like think Mack, about this. Camille Mack might get seven sacks against Mark Sanchez. <laughs> Listen, I promise you that might happen. Food. <laughs> that is not a lie. <laughs> Well, it depends on when they play him. If they if they play him close together, then yeah, maybe Mark Sanchez twice. But if they play him like week two and then week fourteen, yeah, he'll never he see him be, again. Yeah, he's gonna be facing two completely different quarterbacks. Mark Sanchez be over there without exactly. a clipboard and street clothes. Exactly, he'd be over watching, there eating a hot dog and, and drinking beer and shit. So we'll see. But yeah, man, we appreciate everybody that's listening. We shall see you when we shall see you. Um, yeah, we out. Peace. Catch you on the rebound. Uh, uh, uh. Now let's get it on.